are listening to a guest room, how to host well and thrive in the sharing economy. This is episode three. Hi everyone, this is Melissa, your host. And for this episode, we are going to talk about the reality of being market proof. Is there such a thing? As you may know, we follow a simple format. We connect two main topics, hosting well and the business side. With coronavirus continuing to impact the travel and hospitality industry, a lot of folks are asking, how can I be market proof? There are several articles, blogs, and podcasts that are tracking the market trends, and they're speculating about how this is all going to settle out. Now, there's no doubt that the current situation has changed how we approach hosting and the short-term rental market. So we're going to dive into some of the advice and the information, and we're going to see what makes sense. However you adapt your business strategy to ensure long-term income retention, you want to keep that goal of hosting well, even through a transition. Towards the end, we'll be answering questions from our listeners, and you can submit questions to host at a guestroom.com. That's H-O-S-T at a guestroom.com. Okay, let's get started. In the prior episode, Grace Under Pressure, we talked about articles from CNN Business, CNN Travel, and the Wall Street Journal reporting that Airbnb hosts were angry and full of complaints. Now, in terms of our response as a hosting community, there was definitely a lack of perspective and depth to the reporting. Some of the complaints came from simply perusing the Airbnb forums and gave us no explanation of context or source. The interviews are very limited, highlighting one or two hosts that expressed anger and disappointment at sudden policy changes, specifically the company's handling of the refund policy for virus-related cancellations. They needed fodder to fuel a negative aspect of Airbnb business for the article, and they found it. Had they bothered or had they wanted to, the journalists would have also found that there were hosts out there who were supportive of the decision to fully refund guests. And while we're not happy with a loss of income, we completely understood the situation. They would have found hosts who are hosting well, even in the middle of personal loss and crisis. Journalistic ethics aside, the articles did detail the financial struggles facing Airbnb at the corporate level and some of the dysfunction in the company. Now, truthfully, some of those struggles were disturbing to discover, and as someone associated with the brand, even in a small way, I didn't like it. It revealed a lot of bad decision-making, egos, bad judgment in spending money, but overall, it was a positive thing for me. And it can be for you if you are a host. When it comes to hosting well, it is always good to know and deal with the truth. It's good to know what is going on with the company. Ultimately, those upper-level decisions will affect you. I think it's great to strip away the facade and know what you are dealing with. Hosting, whether it's in the short-term rental market or you do it as a personal side hustle, it will be impacted by market factors. And if you are going to try and address this question of being market-proof, you first have to ask, am I company-proof? Knowing the faults of Airbnb at the corporate level 
All of this reminds us that we cannot be dependent on one company, one model, and one way of doing business. In other words, don't put all your eggs in one basket, especially if that basket has some big holes. Eggs are fragile things, and so is your business. If nothing else, the coronavirus has given us all an opportunity to examine how we are doing business and with whom we do business. If you list on VRBO, HomeAway, etc., read up on their corporate structure, their work culture, be familiar with the CEO and their approach to business, find out how they treat guests. Now, Airbnb was a platform I chose to find and book guests. It was flexible and it allowed me as a host to set my own boundaries, my own schedule, and my expectations for quality. Now, you can go the fully automated route with your refund policies, saved messages, you can do smart pricing, and you can set a booking schedule to include cleanings. Or you can do it all manually and decide things as you go. I liked that flexibility, and I enjoyed communicating directly with the guests. Airbnb gave me the mechanism that made my business of hosting well possible. But even as a newbie, I realized two things. I could not take the income for granted, and I should not leave everything in the company's hands. I'll give you two examples. I live in a city where tourism is high, so I was confident that my calendar could stay booked, even if I just let it sit on Airbnb. But I didn't want the Airbnb listing to be my only way of booking the space. I looked for other ways to advertise and promote my space. I worked on building a network, and I looked for longer-term guests. As a new user to Airbnb, I also quickly learned that good help was difficult to find. The website's help section was difficult to navigate. It was very clunky back then, and it was hard to find useful information on the forums. It was even harder to figure out how to contact someone and find a phone number. I knew that I was going to have to go above and beyond what they offered as help to truly host well. I was going to have to help my guests with their questions. I did not want to send them into the chaos of the online Airbnb help section. I did not want my only answer to be, go ask Airbnb. So I learned everything I could about the Airbnb process and how they worked so I could provide that timely advice on a first-hand basis. Now, I appreciated the positives that Airbnb brought to the table, but I didn't count on it to solve all my problems, and I didn't count on it as the only model for hosting. The same is true today. When we started seeing cancellations due to corona, way before it was being tracked by the media, we didn't count on Airbnb to solve our problem, the problem of lost income and an empty calendar. While Airbnb is still the mechanism I use to manage and promote my listing, it's my business, and ultimately, I'm responsible for the cash flow, and I'm responsible for the long-term viability. I am responsible for it being market-proof, and hosting well, being a good host, is the first step to being market-proof. Your reputation is built on the things that you do to go above and beyond the normal Airbnb hosting, to extend a gracious welcome, to be empathetic, 
to provide a clean and safe space to adapt to the market demand and keep a positive attitude. If you protect that reputation and keep that positive attitude and firm foundation, you are in much better shape to navigate the twists and turns of the market. So what's coming? That's what we all want to know. It's time for a bubbly break. Then we're going to look at what may be coming and alternatives to help you stay in the market. Okay, it's time for a quick recap. If you want to be market proof, ask yourself, am I company proof? You can appreciate the positives a company brings to the table, but don't count on it to solve all your problems. Be prepared to go above and beyond and protect that reputation for hosting well. We're going to take a helicopter view of advice, suggestions, alternatives, and things to remember. Now, some of this was gleaned from great articles published this past week, and I'll list those credits at the end of the podcast so you can dive deeper into the details and read for yourself. If cleanliness is next to godliness, then your hosting salvation may come down to hygiene. When travel resumes, some experts think that there may be a swing back toward traditional hotels, because people will question the consistency of hygiene standards at home-sharing properties. Michael O'Regan, who is a senior lecturer in marketing at the UK's Bournemouth University, predicts, and I quote, people might be less inclined to book Airbnb after the recovery due to perceived cleanliness issues. They simply can't guarantee a deep clean on a host-to-host basis after every guest, end quote. Of course, the opposite may be true. People may be wary of sharing hotel spaces with rapid turnover and lots of guests mixing in public. But what does this mean for you? Travelers may be more picky after corona, so keep your spaces sparkling clean and make sure your reviews reflect that. Location, location, and always location. The principle may be pandemic-proof, but the good location may be changing. Some experts feel that Airbnb properties in more isolated or rural areas may see an uptick in bookings. Even if overseas travel is slow to bounce back, the domestic leisure market might recover more quickly. City dwellers who have been cooped up in their homes under lockdown may take the opportunity to travel somewhere close by just for some open space and some fresh air once those restrictions are lifted. Another suggestion, be open to altering your schedule. Don't dismiss the stability that a long-term guest can bring. This may be more viable for those of you with short-term rental apartments or condos. A solid one-year tenant who pays on time may be your lifeline to pay essential bills over the next 12 to 18 months. Know your city's tenant laws and make sure you have solid legal paperwork. We all know this is a serious debate in our industry. When short-term rental units increase, many people feel that it negatively affects affordable housing in urban areas. 
The housing crisis is real, and there are many advocates who would welcome the transition of space back to long-term residents and who would like to see restrictions on home shares and short-term rentals. It's certainly possible that in heavy tourist cities, quality of life for residents might improve if more apartments had full-time tenants. This could be a good option for you and your community. When you own and manage property, it is not just your pocketbook that is affected. It may be a good time to seriously consider transitioning some property back to long-term rentals on a more permanent basis. In the short term, consider using your space to support people in need. Even if you take a hit on the income now, you are building referrals, building a customer base, and building goodwill. You may be able to provide shelter and space for those workers on the front line and those neighbors who do not have access to shelter. For instance, in Barcelona, the city has come to an agreement that allows for empty short-term units to be used by homeless residents so they can self-isolate safely during corona. Even if the circumstances cause you to hit the pause button on hosting, use the time to prepare for your return. Right now, you are losing income, but remember, your city is losing income as well. The balance between housing availability and taxable city income is always tricky. Airbnb listings that are serviced, that have the appearance of being operated like a hotel, with regular cleanings and health and safety precautions, might become the traveler's best choice and the quickest business sector to recover. That wouldn't be a bad thing for cities in need of cash. Hotel-type accommodations generally contribute more in tax, and they are on a scale to support full or part-time employees. Short-term staffing appointments and internships are a large part of the working demographic in my city, so I make sure to stay connected with programs and with people who can refer me to those kind of folks. Yeah, I could make more money if I rented out by the night and I targeted the tourist. But a solid three to four month income during a pandemic is a stabilizing factor at the right time. Another thing you can do is add to your portfolio. This may be the perfect time to develop an experience to supplement the rental income. Whether you target the new virtual experience platform on Airbnb or a more traditional in-person experience that you can add once travel picks up, this can be a long-term gain for the business. The more you have in your portfolio, the more flexible and adaptable you can be in the market. Now, as an example, my friend Pam typically rents out her whole house to larger groups but when she has an open night on the schedule, she also rents out just the kitchen and the main living room for a regular discussion group or book clubs. She also has her front and her backyard spaces set up to be really nice event spaces for outdoor parties. We've hosted bridal showers, baby showers, you name it. You can also add to your property portfolio. There may be a harsh reality due to coronavirus. There will be some property managers who overextend and they may need to sell. 
if you can, and if you have the reserves, and you want to transition to owning multiple properties, this may be the perfect time. We're going to take a bubbly break, and then we're going to dive into the questions. If business as usual is not going great, there are alternatives. Be willing to change the routine. In post-corona travel, cleanliness may be the most important factor in choosing an accommodation. Pivoting to a long-term tenant may be of benefit to you and to your community. Okay, let's see what we have queued up for questions. In those great articles I mentioned, there were several of them that asked the essential question of the day. Will hosting survive Corona? The quick answer is yes. For as long as there have been communities and civilization and people moving from one place to another, there has always been a need for a safe place to stay. Now what may change is how you host and what services you offer. Let's speculate a little bit. If Airbnb tanks, another online platform will take its place or another group of investors will take over and continue to run the company with their changes. Either way, there is a need and a demand for a property management platform with the flexibility to accommodate casual, small-scale home sharing. If cities ban short-term rental units, then we will certainly see a demand for bed and breakfast or boarding houses. Cities will need to adapt legislation and policy to accommodate that need. People will always need a place to stay, and it will happen in one form or another. Be flexible. Be willing to change your model. Think about a plan and keep your eye on the prize. In our last episode, we talked about planning your exit. So if hosting takes a drastic turn, what will that look like for you? Ask the question now and plan now. Sooner or later, Airbnb will have some serious competition. I will have to decide if it is still the right platform for hosting. At the end of the day, it is my business. And if I lose income, if I am not prepared, that is on me. The only thing that is true about the market is that the market will always change. And hosting doesn't have to happen on a grand scale in order to have an impact. The only thing that determines whether or not you continue hosting is you. And I want to be sure to give credit where credit is due. First was an article by Daniel Tenser that appeared in Huffington Post on April 18, 2020. It was titled, Airbnb's flameout in the COVID-19 pandemic could be good news for renters and home buyers. I also used some verbiage from Can Airbnb Survive Coronavirus, an article written by Fergus O'Sullivan, which appeared in City Lab Bloomberg News on April 3, 2020. Join us next time and don't forget to send questions or comments into host at a guestroom.com. H-O-S-T at a guestroom.com. This has been episode three of A Guest Room. Today we talked about different aspects to help you adapt and be market proof. There are alternatives out there. 
Remember our mantra, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can to prepare and adapt your business to meet market demand. Thanks for listening. I'm signing off and toasting all the great hosts. <laughs>